Welcome back to Light It Red. Today we are going to be talking about NIL deals, uh, the transfer portal, and new recruits for the next season for a couple different sports. Uh, and that's going to be for mainly basketball, right? That's what we have mm-hmm. notes on. Okay. Um, so I guess we can start by jumping into kind of the transfer portal, what it is, what our thoughts on it are. Do you want to start, Jenna? Yeah, so I know in recent years the transfer portal has been a little bit controversial because the NCAA changed it so that athletes don't have to redshirt for a year after they join a new team, which has made it um, a much more favorable option for a lot of student-athletes because one might consider if they do want to transfer but they don't want to have to sit out for a year, then they might not transfer. But now that the NCAA has made it a lot easier for them to get onto a new team and start playing right away, a lot of athletes are taking advantage of that option. And I know Wes Moore touched on it a couple times in a lot of his post-game interviews when the team was kind of lacking chemistry and he sort of defaulted a little bit of the blame back to the transfer portal because it's making it so easy for players to just kind of get up and go when they don't love the team that they're playing with, which sort of robs coaches of the opportunity to develop players for all four years that they're at the program. And instead, he's sort of getting this, like, mix and match team of players from all over the place that were developed through different programs and not necessarily his program and he sort of has to figure out a way to like mash them all together in a way that works which can be difficult for coaches Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's uh it's very player friendly and that's a common theme that we're kind of seeing spread from professional sports to now college sports and um I think yeah it, it, it definitely it hurts programs that are trying to build chemistry um and uh, at the end of the, I mean, it's interesting because like with professional sports, you're under a contract usually. And so you're obliged to stay with that team. But with college sports, you kind of can just pick and choose your moments and when you want to leave. Um, and that, I think, can be a dangerous thing. I know um, there's a lot of things going on with UNC men's basketball with that. Um, and then NC State men's basketball is also dealing with that and trying to figure out what spots are going to be open because um, they've already recruited the new class for the most part. And uh, just it's hard to, you know, find spots for those transfer guys, especially if it's coming on later in the year and you've already filled those spots. So our next topic, uh, NIL deals. Uh, so for that, I know that's been kind of a hot topic, especially with uh, the NCAA tournament wrapping up. Um, and we have athletes like um, Kaylin Clark and um, who's the, the Angel com- Reese. Angel Reese. Both of them are getting a lot of uh, a lot of deals, and are. Uh, I think you have the statistics on that, don't you? Or is it just for NC State? Uh, yeah, I was looking at um, mainly NC State athletes. On um, the on three website has a list of the top 100 NIL valuations for players um, at NC State, and that that includes all sports like football and basketball were the main money makers. And then Caitlin Tui was the one uh, sort of random athlete, I guess, because obviously she's pretty well known. Um, and it basically ranks the players based on um, their like performance, influence, and exposure in their respective sports and gives them a value in terms of how much money they think they could be making. Um, and the highest-ranking players for NC State basketball was pretty obviously, I think, um, 
Darkhill Joiner and Turquavion Smith. And I was a little bit surprised to not see DJ Burns on there because I know he's a pretty popular face, especially mm-hmm. around campus. So. Yeah, I think next year will be his year for NIL deals because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost certain he's planning on returning because he has another year of eligibility, and uh, he'll probably he'll definitely be the oldest guy on the team, but mm-hmm. also the most known. <laughs> um, and I do have I have the stats here for the the Angel Reese and the Caitlin to- or not Caitlin Tui, um, Caitlin Clark, they both. Uh, have received quite a boost in those in those numbers. Uh, Angel Reese has gone up four hundred eighty-five thousand uh, in the past week, I believe, uh, and that's calculated based on a lot of things like social media following and stuff. But yeah, definitely uh, a, an interesting topic, and I bring it up too because I know a lot of teams also. It, I mean, it's a it's a point of controversy. Um, some Coaching staff, coaching staffs don't, they don't like that. They think it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some former athletes agree, and they and they think uh, specifically. And I know I already talked about Chapel Hill a little bit, and this is not a Chapel Hill podcast. But mm-hmm. um, Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson have a podcast, and they they mentioned that um, that played a role in their underperformance this season because I think they were supposed to be like really good which is kind of the norm over there but um they fell yeah. short of that big time and uh and that was I guess the reason I know there were some other like, like dramatic things going on over there but um yeah there's that and then there's also like I don't know it's it's you need to be able to focus on the game and not how much money you're making in college yeah like, it's a tough, I would wonder cool. also how much of that is the older athletes being bitter because, like, obviously those guys went off to go play in the NPA, but for people that didn't, they might be like, oh, well, I could have made, like, X amount of money in college, but they didn't allow this when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to get mad at these kids yeah. for taking advantage of it. For sure. No, I think it's a it's a good thing for the kids now. But, uh, yeah, there probably is some bitter undertones there for sure. Let's talk about recruits. Who has NC State recruited so far? So looking at the women, they have four recruits that have signed with them. And This is for basketball? Yeah, okay. for women's basketball. And their best that they've signed is ranked number nine in the class of 23 recruiting class. Um, she was a Naismith high school finalist, and she was selected to play in the McDonald's All-American game, but she didn't play because she was injured at the time, which could be an unfortunate like foreshadowing to her time at NC State because we Mm -hmm. know they've struggled with injury, so hopefully that isn't a consistent issue. But um, in watching a little bit of her highlights, she kind of reminded me of Diamond Johnson a little bit. She's a little bit taller. She's 5'10", but she has the same sort of explosiveness that Diamond has in terms of getting to the rim and drawing attention into the middle of the floor and then dishing out to her teammates. Um, And the next one is uh, power forward Mallory Collier out of Tennessee, she was ranked 55, and then um, Lacey Seal out of Oklahoma is a guard, ranked right behind her at 56, and then forward Maddie Cox from Texas is ranked 71. And I was I was just sort of looking at um, their playing styles in reference to NC State players because I feel like that's what listeners are going to be, be able to like conceptualize them as because 
we've obviously seen them perform, but um, Mallory Collier definitely reminded me of a Camille Hobby, but a little bit more agile in terms of like getting to the rim and getting around defenders. And then Lacey Steele was sort of like a Madison Hayes. She definitely was not afraid to shoot the three, but she could get to the basket if she wanted to, but she wasn't as crafty with it, I guess. Like it was more like simpler dribble moves, um, but still very effective. And then um, Maddie Cox was very like lengthy, very tall, um, sort of reminded me of a Sanaya Rivers. So I think that the recruiting class is definitely going to help them out this year, even though they've lost a couple girls to transfers and graduation. And these are all incoming freshmen? Yeah. How many are there? Four. That'll be good. You think, uh, how tall is Diamond? Isn't she's 5'5"? Five, 5'5", five? Five, five, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. She'll get to probably lead this group. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they will do as well <laughs> as they did last year. Um, but I think it'll be more acceptable mm-hmm. because if they have a younger group, it's like, you know, that's kind of the expectation is you don't yeah. do as well, but you you have something to look forward to in the coming years. If they stay, because as we talked about with the transfer portal, right. there's always that danger of yeah. them just deciding, you know what, this isn't for me. And then yeah. they go off and find another school. Yeah. You know who the recruits for the men's team is? Uh, yes. They only have two for the men's team that have signed. Um, both four-star recruits. The first was um, shooting guard Trey Parker out of Georgia. He was number 76 in the national rankings. And then small forward Dennis Parker out of Virginia is ranked 112th. Okay. So maybe they're leaving room open for some transfer guys. Yeah. Because they Well, who did they lose? Let's talk about who, who's left. Like, who's gone? I think they had a lot of guys enter the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, they had Jack Clark, Ebenezer, Dewana, and then Greg Gant all mm-hmm. entered the transfer portal. And then Turkey Van Smith is like protected to go like mid to late first round in the NBA draft. Um, and then Jarkel Joyner is graduated. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's like about half the starting lineup, and then a lot of size too. Yeah. So it's gonna be the DJ Burns show. Probably 30 points a game, maybe. If he can, I know he's been posting a lot of workout videos on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. He's back on the grind. Has Did you see the song that he put out? DJ Burns put out a song? Yeah. Is it good? Go stream DJ Burns if you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, I, well, I don't want to trash DJ Burns. I wouldn't. <laughs> I love it's DJ Burns. I think he's a very good basketball player. I didn't love his song. What's it called? I don't know what it's called, <laughs> okay. but um, yeah, I don't know. Go listen to it. See for yourself, see for yourself yeah. if you like it. Um, but yeah, he's taking advantage of his free time. Yes, so. so good for him. Yeah, no, he's very <laughs> exploring uh, other interests. Very pro NC State, which is a good thing to see on the socials, because um, <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously, all the other graduate guys are gone. So yeah, I think he's really like embraced this role that. Kind of, I don't know like how it really happened. I think people just see like an uncharacteristically big man playing basketball and they're like, that's my guy. That's who I like. Yeah. And then everyone gets behind him. And then it just so happens that he has this like glowing personality. And then so it all just came, kind of came together. And now he's just like, he's the face of the program almost. Yeah. With the shades and yeah. I wonder how Turquavion Smith felt about all that because. 
I don't know. He normally he would get all the attention. Yeah. I think like outside of the NC State student body, he probably did. But I don't know when when DJ Burns got the ball in the post. Like every time, the crowd would be at its loudest, and mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see him back on the floor. Yeah. And uh, should we talk about some of the other sports? Because I feel like we've kind of like gone really into basketball, but we're also supposed to talk about non-basketball things. Like Basketball is definitely like that's where my expertise is yeah. personally, but we can talk about other sports. Well, isn't there a football game coming up, like a spring game? You don't know anything about that? <laughs> no. Look at that. I know that. I mean, I've I've been really into NC State gymnastics lately, um, and they just finished their season, and they they made they made it to like the second round of their postseason, to my understanding. Um, but it was it was a really good like there was like a stretch of time in the winter where like everyone was just doing so well. It was mm. gymnastics, wrestling, um, swimming, basketball, swimming, it. track, track. Was golf going? Golf wasn't going. I don't think so. No. You know a little bit about golf, don't you? I do. I write a lot of the golf recaps. Yeah. Because who's, it's who's the best golfer? Um, it honestly changes a lot. Like it just depends on the day. I know Michael Lasasso is a freshman and he's doing pretty well. But he didn't um I don't think he competed in their most recent match. Mm-hmm. But they're doing okay. They usually come pretty middle of the pack at their tournaments, yeah. and so do the women. The reason I, I actually found out about the, this spring football game, through DJ Burns, because he was posting about it on his Instagram, and he was oh. saying like, come out, and he was taking pictures with, with people. But that'll be interesting because there's a, new quarterback. Um. It's gonna play, I guess. It's uh, mm. what's the dude's name? Um, like a new recruit, or well, I just think, like I think what are they on their fourth string now? No, I mean, the, the he'll probably whoever the fourth okay. string is will probably play, but like the guy they just got from um, was it Virginia? Quarterback? I don't know. We'll have to look at that, brush up on that. But yeah, that that's gonna start getting popular again and gaining some traction because we're going to wrap up the semester here in less than a month and then we're all going to go home and we're going to come back and it's going to be football season. So Yeah, I think a lot of people are already like there mentally because I feel like for a lot of kids, yeah, the exciting sports wrapped up and no one's – I know a couple kids that go to baseball games, but – they're not. They don't really go to it because they're into it. It's just kind of like, oh, something to do. Let's go to a baseball game. Yeah. Was well, is, isn't and no one's watching softball. Too? Baseball is. They're pretty good. Yeah. They haven't been doing so hot in the ACC. Yeah. Like they just won their first ACC series recently. I think like last weekend. And softball's not winning in the ACC. No. Yeah. If you can't tell, we're not uh, baseball and softball fans, but you know, it's still relevant, I guess. Um, yeah, I know I'm excited for gymnastics next year because that's like, I, I think they're going to do a student section, um, because mm-hmm. Auburn has a student section and they went to Auburn. And so they're like, we got to get in on that. And so I think they're called like the gymnasties at Auburn. Oh. Um, yeah. So 
I think everyone should go watch some gymnastics next year. It's actually, you know, I'm not like, I'd never seen gymnastics. Like I've never been to a meet until like this past year. And it was like, I, don't know, I only went because I thought it was funny. I was like, well, I guess I'll go to gymnastics, you know? Mm-hmm. But then as like time went on, I was like, you know, these girls are really like passionate about what they're doing. And it's like very obvious. And I feel like you could say that about any collegiate sport. Yeah, but gymnastics is like, an Olympic sport that gets a lot of attention. You yeah. Know? Like they just, they're doing things out there that like you can't see other athletes do. Cause they, I mean, they're so tiny and they get so much air when they're doing these like back flips and yeah, I don't know. I just think it's true. really cool. And uh, I know they, most of their team is going to stay the same. So they should be pretty good. Yeah. That's all I have to say about gymnastics. I got my little gymnastics spiel in. Yeah, well, I think we covered all the other spring sports, so now we kind of have to talk about tennis. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. Both teams are doing really well. It The women lo- just lost to North Carolina on Thursday, but I don't think that was – well, it was a little bit of a huge deal because it's Chapel Hill, and they've never – they haven't beaten them under their current coach, to my understanding, but they're also ranked number one in the nation. So, and I think our – Pretty sure our women's team is number nine. They're definitely in the top ten in the nation, which is still amazing, obviously. And then the men, um, they were doing, they were five and zero in the ACC, I think, up until recently, when they lost for the first time. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing pretty well. Brutal, brutal <laughs> loss. No, yeah. I, I wonder like if it's like one of those things where it's like, rifle only has you know twenty teams in the NCAA <laughs> and like tennis. Like I don't. I feel like a lot of schools have tennis teams. Like, it's not. Yeah. So it is, a, and I mean, it is an accomplishment yeah. to be ranked, like, that high. I think so. Okay. That's cool. Who's their best player? Because that's kind of like a, not a, really a team sport. Yeah. Well, they have a doubles round. They have, they'll have, like, one doubles round that has three double matches every meet. But, yeah, it's mostly um, individual because then they have six single matches after that. Um, but I believe... One of their best players is Diana Schneider, who's from Russia, but she just recently got cleared by the NCAA to play for NC State because I guess there were some complications with that. But she started, I believe, in the middle of February, and she's been doing pretty well. She has a couple of junior like Grand Slam wins to her name, which is obviously very impressive. Um, and she's been doing very well ever since she started playing for State. So. Probably like the next Serena Williams or like yeah that level yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen her play, but she's doing pretty well. That's cool. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go to that. Go to some tennis matches. Maybe. No. When does the season end? Um, I think they they just had they have their ACC championships in either next week or the week after. Okay. And then they have their NCAA's a week or two after that. Okay. So. I mean, they go into May. We'll be done. Or technicians done with print by then, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else that we want to talk about? Any other like sports going on right now? Um, not that are relevant. NC State, I don't think. Yeah. Obviously, like, I think NC State stuff has kind of taken a backseat to like. This is like. NBA playoff season and like the March Madness thing just mm-hmm. wrapped up. Baseball but, just started. MLB. Right. And they had their yeah. opening day like yeah. a week or two ago. Yeah. 
but we'll still find things to talk about. Yeah, but I think for today we're good. Um, so yeah, this has been Edit Red. Music in this podcast was Jonas Hipper's King of Sports and Vibe and Sneaky, licensed under Creative Commons from the Free Music Archive.